I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. Recently, during a luncheon, the director of the Brownsville Community Improvement Corporation, Josh Mejia, made a surprise announcement about downtown revitalization funds. Rio Grande Guardian editor Steve Taylor was the only member of the media present when Mejia made the announcement. I was texting back and forth with with my board members and about 45 minutes ago I received an email from the Mouse Foundation. It's like perfect timing. It's like they know that they're here. Well, they just mentioned that they donated another million towards this program. So now we have two million. Steve, I I envy you, my friend, because you're the only reporter right here that's going to be able to cover that. (laughs) In Brownsville on July the 8th, the Rio Grande Valley Partnership hosted an event called the BTX Developers Luncheon. Brownsville Community Improvement Corporation Executive Director Josh Mejia spoke about the eBridge Center for Business and Commercialization. My name is Josh Mejia. I'm the Executive Director for the Brownsville Community Improvement Corporation. We are the Type B Economic Development Group here for the City of Brownsville. And all the accolades that were mentioned, I mean, that all would have not been made possible for my great team. That is a partial of, of my team is here in our table. Nathan Burkhart, who is Director of marketing and small business development. Our great director of community development, Corey Peña. As well as all our partners that uh, play a role, including GBIC, the city of Brownsville, UTRGV, who is also there with us in our table, Linda Ufflin and our colleagues. As well as Esme Villarreal, who's also our president and CEO of the Brownsville Chamber of Commerce. She's also with us in our table. Next slide, please, but it's two more after that. I think uh, should be able to, there we go. Excellent. All right, so, so as a type B economic development organization for the city of Brownsville, uh, we're tasked with, with a lot of flexibility that's provided by state law. And some of the focuses have been uh, prevalent in a lot of the news articles that many of you may, may not have seen, but we've been focusing a whole lot on also further enhancing how business friendly we can be as a community. And so we've, we've really taken a deep dive in small business development as well as entrepreneurship, while at the same time entertaining a lot of what really makes an economic development organization thrive in the state of Texas, which is being able to work with larger businesses, larger organizations to be able to not only invest in the community through capital uh, infrastructure projects, uh, but also be able to continue diversifying them. So we supplement that with a lot of uh, 3P projects or public-private partnerships. Uh, we work alongside our partners, the city of Brownsville, as well as our uh, sister organization, the Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation through Helen. And uh, we complement both industry recruitment as well as commercial industrial development. Um, I've said it for, for many years now that uh, economic development is a team sport. Uh, there's not, if, if you go to a community anywhere in the state and they tell you the economic development has done absolutely everything that we've seen, they're just being very kind. It's, it's a team sport. It takes absolutely everybody, the state, the county, the city, the ports, uh, airport, every organization that is a stakeholder in economic development, uh, we all have to come together, set aside differences and be able to work collectively to be able to improve the conditions of what makes our community just that special. In addition to that, we also focus on on quality of life projects, um, 
a term that's very loosely interpreted, but I'm going to go ahead and dive a little bit deeper into that. The way our organization, our leadership has been able to interpret that uh, effectively is, again, being able to, to work on this strategy called ecosystem building. And, and I'm going to just dive in just a little bit, uh, won't go into further detail, but I, I think these next words best summarize what our quality of life approach has really developed and, and become. If, if we're able to change the conditions that improve the quality of life for those who live here, in, in, in a sense of the types of, of schools that are available, the, the outside infrastructure like hike and bike trails, the quality of our parks, uh, what we can do to be able to enjoy living here, as well as the diversity of businesses that are out there, the, the types of industries that have been prevalent for many, many years, as well as those that are emerging. If we're able to create those conditions for the folks that are here local first, everything else falls into place. The attraction piece just kind of works out on its own. Why? Because if folks on the outside are seeing that people want to live here, people want to work here, people want to enjoy entertainment here, they're going to be compelled to, to be able to make that decision and make Brownsville their next choice. So that, that takes me to one of our, our key projects, the Ebert Center for Business and Commercialization. So for those who have signed up uh, to be able to take the downtown tour today, uh, one of the stops will be this, this entrepreneurial center, one of, uh, one of its... Um, one-of-a-kind center that's going to be one of the largest entrepreneurial uh, centers of its kind south of San Antonio, where we've been able to consolidate a lot of the fundamental resources necessary for businesses to not only start, but businesses to also be able to scale up and commercialize and be able to implement innovation strategies to be able to also service the existing industries and the emerging industries. Uh, together with our partners, uh, have been able to consolidate over 25 different resources. And, and they're pretty much broken down in two buckets, one of which is continued education to be able to support uh, the businesses and entrepreneurs in our area so that they can be successful, be able to understand what it takes to commercialize, expand through manufacturing, take advantage of all the logistical advantages that we have here in our community, being multimodal. And the other bucket is the financial attainment or capital attainment. Uh, as we heard through Brand's presentation, having Space Ventures here is a, is a huge win to be able to address this historical challenge that is not only uh, something that's been in, present here in the community of Brownsville, but it's been present through our four-county region. It's now time for us to be able to change that. There's too much talent here in a predominantly minority uh, demographic for us to not say... It's, it's time to change. How can I leverage capital to be able to grow uh, my operations here? And we've seen, and I've personally seen throughout the entire Rio Grande Valley, companies that have grown and have been extremely successful that could end up being Fortune 500 companies if they just had the resources necessary to get there. And so eBridge, uh, as I mentioned before, it's a consolidation of all these resources. It's going to be uh, now having a physical presence in our historic downtown uh, in a 36,000 square foot building. The concept was, was so favorable and impactful that we were able to pitch this to the U.S. Department of Commerce, specifically the Office of Economic Development or the Economic Development Administration. They felt so compelled to be able to align with, with our strategies since these strategies were something that were being talked about in Washington, D.C. for some time. 
Many of, of our great partners, such as the Kauffman Foundation, have also been advocating for that. So the partnership grew from that point, so much so that they committed to $900,000 uh, to be able to complete this project that you all will have the uh, opportunity to be able to see. I've put up a, a couple, two slides here just to kind of show. I know that the, the text is small, but uh, it's going to be a very unique space. Like I mentioned before, we have not only partners in D.C., but we also have partners in Kansas City, Missouri, through the Kauffman Foundation, that are seeing this project as a case study. So when I hear that, I, I remember one of the meetings that I had with my colleagues and, and the construction team, which included the architect, I mentioned to them, look, there's, there's a lot of pressure in making sure that this one-of-a-kind center truly becomes a focal point uh, to not only the entire Fort County region, but for everybody that wants to be able to take advantage of our opportunities and resources south of San Antonio. No pressure, right? And so they designed a very beautiful space, a space that's going to be a portion of it, a third to the right-hand side will be all open uh, space for co-working. And uh, I'm, I'm proud to be able to say that we'll be working with VTX1, which I believe they, they have a, a presence here in today's event, to be able to create this site, the first fiber optic gigabit ready site, for, to be able to provide the bandwidth necessary for tech companies, new space companies. And, and that's all going to be provided here. A one-stop shop for absolutely all kinds of industries, with a specialization in being able to identify what can be uh, commercialized to be able to expand and grow from within. Here's what the, the second floor is going to look like. And it's a historical building. We, we're going to go ahead and, and literally raise the roof, right? No pun intended. But we're going to raise the roof in, in, this, uh, in this building. We're going to go ahead and also use a lot of glass um, accents and features in there so that there's a great line of, of visualization when it comes to somebody who walks in through that door and may think, well, I just want to open up a mom and pop shop. I want to open up a restaurant. Uh, you know, there's a family recipe, a seasoning that we've been holding. And we really want to just, you know, service the community. But if they walk in through here and, and they see everything that's going on, even the activities that are in the second floor, which focuses on innovation, commercialization, perhaps that company might take that family recipe and be able to commercialize it and not only service the community, but also be able to service larger markets. That's where growth happens. And that's the opportunity that a lot of people here have, but perhaps they don't see. And, and I truly believe it's, it's not just our job at BCAC or our job at, at the city of Browns or our job at Greater Browns Incentives Corporation. I truly believe it's, it's all of our job to become advocates, to be able to promote that these opportunities are now available. So if next time you hear somebody say, you know what, I'm just going to go maybe to San Antonio or Austin and start my company, first, let them know hey, real estate is really expensive over there. And then second, tell them that all these resources are here. And then perhaps third, tell them that the real estate is at the moment affordable and it might not be affordable in the very distant future. So it's got to take advantage of, of those resources. Another thing that I wanted to go ahead and touch when it comes to, to capital attainment, because it's such a, a huge issue um, in this four-county region, is that thanks to, to this great partnership that I had talked about with the Economic Development Administration and, and the U.S. Department of Commerce, we actually announced a couple months back, actually two months ago, uh, another grant that was received for $2 million. And, and, and this grant will be used for... Uh, a revolving loan fund that's going to be able to provide working capital to those businesses that are still having a hard time trying to, cr trying to obtain the necessary capital to expand uh, or grow their operations or even get them started. Uh, many of us may be familiar with uh, such organizations like CDFIs, People Fund, Live Fund, which are all great resources to have. Uh, 
I always say if we can get those folks here, that's just more money in the pool. With this EDF program, which we're now calling the eBridge Revolving Loan Fund, or the eBridge Fund for short, we'll now be able to provide even more flexible terms for some of these businesses. Um, part of the agreement that we also uh, executed with the U.S. Department of Commerce is to be able to continue to assist those uh, businesses that have still uh, been impacted and continue to feel the impact of the pandemic that happened last year to be able to provide them with what we call waivers and provide them with what we believe in theory are the most flexible types of loans out there, 0% interest rates, uh, payment terms that don't begin until 12 months later. But our growth is, is in those two spectrums, which is to be able to help those businesses grow through commercialization by providing all the resources necessary, and also to continue to assist the great businesses that really define the fabric of our community and the fabric of our region. I always keep this slide and when I'm talking about eBridge and, and the ecosystem that we're building for entrepreneurship. Um, I'm very blessed to be able to work closely with the International Economic Development Council in, in a variety of different uh, uh, committees uh, that touch very, very different topics that are very important for economic developers across, uh, across the world. And uh, one of the studies that I had the opportunity to read back in 2019 uh, actually pointed this out, which we may hear it very often, but I still think we don't hear it often enough. And in this study that was done through the Economic Development Research Partners, you know, I, I went ahead and got a clip of this quote that says, entrepreneurial firms create about two-thirds of new jobs. Entrepreneurs also contribute to economic diversity and productivity in the community. I want to add that uh, back in 2019, nobody had a notion of how greatly we would be impacted by the pandemic in 2020. But I know for a fact, and, and the research partners know for a fact, that through entrepreneurship, we can diversify the economy, which in return will strengthen uh, our economy and, and also make us resilient for, for a much faster recovery, which we are seeing. Uh, our city manager, Noel, did talk about that in the amazing numbers that he shared with us uh, very early on. Another great uh, program that, that we're continuing to, to make better is, uh, or continue to improve and enhance is, is called our Startup Texas program. And we do this in partnership with a lot of different partners. And if, if you really think about it, it's, it's, it's an accelerator at its infancy stage where we take these companies in our community or perhaps entrepreneurs from outside our community that are thinking about expanding or relocating into Brownsville. And we, we put them through this... Um, programming approach or programmatic approach where we identify what that commercialization could look like, what the growth plan can look like, and we put them through a pitch summit where each one of them presents to a panel of judges, the judges of which are experts in the field. And in our first iteration, we actually had venture capitalists from Austin come down and be able to hear some of these presentations. They were also welcome to, to be able to offer uh, some investment opportunities through them two of which uh, of the participants received offers from these venture capitalist uh, representatives. And uh, in essence, what we've done is we've also worked with SBA so that uh, each participant that does get awarded up to $20,000 in pre-seed funding could also take that, work with SBA so that they can also unlock a 7A loan, which provides them with even more capital to be able to, to address some of those um, those uh, challenges that they might uh, come across as they continue to, to grow and expand. And so we encourage everybody to, to visit startuptexas.com to learn more. If, if you all are, you know, 
know of any entrepreneurs that need that capital to be able to get started, I, I highly recommend that you share this, this website to them. Another program that, that I'd like to just share a little bit more information on since, you know, predominantly the, the audience here are either developers, investors, or, or real estate brokers is our economic impact uh, grant program, which allows us to be able to partner with you all to be able to address some, some key areas to some of your projects, whether that's targeted infrastructure, whether that's real estate, uh, whether it's uh, job creation incentives, that really falls under this category. We, as a type B economic development organization, we also have certain categories that we would like to, to work with. And uh, we are focusing on more athletic sports facilities. You know, we, we don't talk about that enough. We have amazing human capital when it comes to sports. Our high schools, you know, they continue to compete at state level, many of which are, are routine champions which is really great. We need to be able to foster that sort of development. Um, entertainment facilities, uh, as our population continues to grow and diversify, there's going to be a much greater need for that. Affordable housing to be able to address uh, some of the growing pains that comes with uh, an increase in population, also an increase on, on emerging industries as well. I spoke about targeted infrastructure. We were actually one of the Seven partners, if I'm not mistaken, in our city of Brownsville broadband feasibility plan. So, so we're right there on the table to be able to address some of the infrastructure needs that not only our residents need, but our businesses need as well. Uh, we need more warehousing facilities, distribution centers, and, and obviously info and redevelopment of a lot of the buildings that have been vacant for some time in our community. That's what the Economic Impact Grant was designed for. And again, myself and my team here are ready to be able to network with you and be able to talk and discuss some of your future projects. Okay, so I, I purposefully left this one for, for last, and, and this one really talks about what we're doing in downtown Brownsville. And, and for those who are taking, again, the tour in downtown, um, I have some really exciting news to, to share with you, finally, right, today. Uh, it was talked about previously in, in, in one of the conversations that took place that the Musk Foundation has been uh, working closely with the city. Uh, they committed $10 million to be able to revitalize or continue revitalizing downtown Brownsville. One of our programs, uh, the Business Improvement and Growth Program, or BIG for short, uh, was designed to be able to engage that interest that, we, that we've always heard about and we've read about in, in a variety of publications where folks are wanting to see their downtown, their historic downtown back to life. Sometimes we, we categorize those types of talks, those publications as speculation, right, for many years. It was always just talk, 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 and nobody was able to figure out how to fix up the El Jardin Hotel. And now we have that project ongoing. So. We wanted, again, to, to engage that, that interest, and we created this program. We actually, you know, we designed it as a pilot program to be able to test out this engagement, and we allocated $450,000 to just see what we can do with interior uh, renovation financial assistance, exterior interior financial renovation assistance, rent subsidies, uh, signage improvement financial assistance, and it worked out pretty well. We actually saw a lot of the properties that surrounded Market Square take advantage of these, of these um, uh, grants uh, to be able to get started on their construction and be able to have businesses thrive, many of which you will be able to see on the tour in downtown today. Uh, they've actually been recipients of, of our program and continue to thrive uh, in this ecosystem that we have here in downtown Brownsville. Uh, the program itself, uh, throughout, throughout this three-year pilot period, uh, actually was able to gather, um, or collectively speaking, 
be able to, to kindle $3 million of private investment into the downtown area through a variety of projects that were, that were directly involved with our program and indirectly involved through our program because they were still in the vicinity that was just taking advantage of this. And, and we're happy to say that the majority of the applicants were from Brownsville. They're local entrepreneurs from Brownsville. So we've tested the market. It works well with them. Remember the words that I mentioned previously in the conversation that if it works well for the folks that are here, it's, it's definitely going to work well for folks that are not from here. So that, that's essentially the, the, the approach that we take with, when creating a lot of our programs, if not all. Um, we take real-world challenges that these folks are experiencing and say, okay, how do we address them? And big was a result of that. Now, the Musk Foundation uh, got wind of, of our program uh, through a variety of conversation pieces that took place. And uh, they committed over a million dollars uh, to be able to increase the way we uh, provide this financial assistance for developers and investors and small business owners uh, that are focused on downtown revitalization. So here's the big, the big hook, right? What do these incentives look like? And just yesterday, we had a special call meeting with our board to be able to get these last-minute details incorporated in our plan. So if you are looking at reactivating a property in downtown Brownsville, Instead of asking for a, a larger match to take advantage of our programs, we now have an 80-20 match where the investor only provides 20% uh, to be able to take advantage of this grant. Now, if it's a property that is only going to be activated just for the first floor, right? First floor, you know, purposed. Uh, this property can receive up to $80,000 in financial assistance directly from BCIC. Now, if you want to do vertical activation, which is to be able to get the second floor and above up to code, then you could receive up to $200,000 in financial assistance just to be able to redevelop and reactivate this property downtown. And that does not include a rent subsidy, which is now $12,000 for the whole year uh, in, in rent subsidy for any of the tenants that are, that are going to be in downtown in some of these properties. So that's, that's a huge huge opportunity for anybody that's either local or non-local that wants to take advantage of the activities that are happening in Brownsville, specifically in our downtown area. Is everybody okay with that? $200,000 up to $200,000? <laughs> that money's not going to last long, right? It's a million dollars. So while I was listening to the great conversations that took place uh, that, that Helen went ahead and provided and, and Brandt as well, Noel, I was texting back and forth with, with my board members. And about 45 minutes ago, I received an email from the Mouse Foundation. It's like perfect timing. It's like they know that they're here. Well, they just mentioned that they donated another million towards this program. So now we have two million. <laughs> Steve... I envy you, my friend, because you're the only reporter right here that's going to be able to cover that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so now we have $2 million for this program. Uh, we do have a waiting list that's available online. So for those who are interested or, or if you know somebody that is interested in, in starting their, their project in downtown or would like to consider downtown Brownsville, I encourage you, I implore you, I would say, to share the information that you just learned today 
tell them go to big.brownsvilleedc.org and have them submit their contact information and a small blurb of what they're trying to do in downtown. Because we have created such a demand already with just a million dollars through our waiting list that as soon as people find out that we have more money, that our incentives are just that much better, this waiting list is going to grow and grow. So again, I encourage you. And, and like I told everybody, whether it's in this type of scenario, speaking with great leaders in a region, or if it's just with the stakeholders, the residents of our community, if you don't take advantage of these programs, I can't guarantee you that they will be there tomorrow. So please, please share this information to absolutely everybody. Again, Corey Peña, our Director of Community Development, she oversees this program and support with everybody in her staff. So please connect with her, share business cards. If you all are interested or know somebody that's interested, please reach out to her. Uh, give her more work because we really want to get the, this, uh, this money uh, expended as quickly as, quickly as we can. We have a, a, a map here that pretty much shows the area of focus of the Musk Foundation when it comes to the commercial property density. That's typically found inside this uh, blue uh, polygon or blue area that you see on here. That's what we're calling the Big 2.0 District. Dollar for dollar, every, every dollar that was received, the two million from the Musk Foundation, is going directly to that area. Thankfully, the tour that you all are gonna be going through is pretty much this area. So you all will be able to see some of the commercial properties that are going to be available. However, we don't want to forget all the other opportunities that are in the greater downtown area. So we've expanded our original big program to be able to reach uh, new areas within our downtown all the way to, to Central Boulevard through Jefferson Street. We'll be able to entertain projects from both sides of, of the street uh, to be able to help those that perhaps need uh, some sort of improvement in their commercial properties uh, to be part of this revitalization effort. Like I mentioned before, it, it takes a community to be able to make things happen. And so we feel really comfortable that what we're building through the feedback and comments that we're receiving from absolutely everybody in, in our community are being implemented um, in this program. So again, I, re I repeat, it's big.brownsleedc.org where you'll be able to enter your information to be in that waiting list. Um, so I expect to see our numbers grow uh, as everybody takes the time to visit that website and be able to uh, submit their, their contact information. Uh, so once more, my, my name is Josh Mejia, again, the executive director of BCIC. You can reach out to me at, at the email address that's on there or visit us. We're actually housed in the same building that um, our great friend Helen Ramirez is housed alongside with GBIC um, at the Young House over at 500 East St. Charles. And again, I thank you each and every one of you for taking the time to enjoy the meals that were provided and to be able to network and socialize like we used to pre-pandemic. The Rio Grande Valley Partnership hosted the BTX Developers Luncheon on July the 8th. During this BTX event, participants joined bus tours of Brownsville Downtown, Industrial Parks, and the Airport. The Rio Grande Guardian is featuring podcasts of some of the speakers at the BTX Developers event. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.